You're listening to the Rogers Waterfowl Podcast. This is A.A. Ron Jones. Chandler Smith here. Let's talk some waterfowl. You're ahead that morning when you're duck hunting and, you know, it's 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 one of those mornings where you're scouting and you're scouting and you're not finding what you want and you're driving around the boat and everything's going wrong, you know, whether it be you're running out of gas, um, you know, the, the throttle sticks because it's so cold. It was one of those mornings and we knew there were ducks around, but we just didn't know where exactly. So we, we cut the motor to try to fix the motor at one point and all we heard, it was almost like a turkey hunt, you know, when you hear... You stop for a second and you, you got to readjust something or you have to go to the bathroom, you know, hear that gobble. It was just like that. We stopped. We're messing with the, uh, the fuel pump or the, the hose, the fuel holes. And all of a sudden, bang, 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 bang. I'm just going crazy in the woods. And that's what it was. A bunch of ducks were coming from the rice fields and coming over the river and, and dumping into this spot. And it was the first morning that we were really going to hunt with the XDs hard down south. We'd been using them, you know, since North Dakota all the way down, but we and we're like, oh, that's it. That's it. We got to go there. So we finally got the motor running. I mean, it was, it was to the point where we heard so many ducks. We were going to paddle kick, you know, we were going to do those paddle kicks, you know, go into the spot. And so we did. We got back there, motored real slow back there. We just, just to see a green flying up, you know, it was just yeah. thunderous. So we're all jacked up. We're like, man, we got to set these decoys. We're all over. And my buddy jumps out and doesn't even think about the depth. Just jumps out, you know, thinking <laughs> if, if ducks are in this water, surely it's shin deep. They found some food, you know, boom. All you saw was his hat floating on top. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he <laughs> comes back out. And, and my buddy and I are like, well, we done? Are you ready to go? And he goes, oh, no. We found the ducks. I'm hunting. And it was the coldest he's ever been. But oh, man. We shot him. What time cold. of year was this? January. In Arkansas. In Arkansas. So and I don't know if anybody's ever been to Arkansas to hunt. You will. But if it's 50 degrees down there, it's a humid, wet cold. And it's the coldest I've ever been. It, more than so than in the Midwest when it's teens or 20s. In Arkansas with a, a high humidity, wet cold, man, it's rough. So. so even if it's 50, it feels like 20. It feels like it's 20. It's just, it gets, you know, it's one of those colds where it gets in under you and you just, once you got the chill, you can't get out of it. Your hands don't work anymore. You know, you're pushing the safety with your knuckle, you know, <laughs> trying, and it was, it was a very memorable hunt, probably more memorable for my buddy that's probably still trying to dry out, but it was a good one. And then this was 2017 this past, past you year. You got it. That well, was 2018. Yeah, 2018. Uh, right, in January. Yeah, one of those hunts yeah. you had no idea if it was going to turn into no, anything. No, no, and we thought it was going to be a debacle, to be honest with you. You know, it was just one of those deals where, hey, let's go out, let's scout a little bit, and let's see if we have any ducks in the area. And, man, once you found them, it was on. So. Awesome. It was a good little hunt. So our guest today is Travis Mueller. He's with Avery, Banded, GHG, represents all those fine companies. Uh, Chandler, tell us what we're going to talk a little bit about today. Uh, today we're going to go over, um, and we're going to mainly focus, pinpoint on duck decoys. And we're going to probably focus on floating duck decoys. So what are these decoys in front of us here? Well, these are, these are the XDs here. Uh, they're going to be brand new from Greenhead Gear. Um, we're pretty proud of them. We, we've really put a lot of research into these. We've tested these for, you know, more than say one year. It, it got to a point where so much stuff started flooding the market and there really wasn't a lot of testing involved. And, and, you know, you were seeing, you were seeing some issues every year with some new decoys coming out because they just weren't tested, you know? And we're like, man, if we're going to finally come out with a decoy, if we're going to come out with a decoy that, that one, um, has a look and feel of a real duck, two has something different than everything that's out there. You know, my father grew up on the Mississippi with a black milk jug. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and he still claims to this day, oh, I can shoot more with a black milk jug. Well, those times have changed, you know, and, and he's, he's slowly grasping that. And maybe because I can get him a discount on decoys, I don't know. But <laughs> he's really seeing, you know, the, the evolution of a decoy. And I mean, I'm 43 and I can remember some of the first decoys I hunted with compared mm-hmm. to what's out there now. And I mean, it's insane to see, see the differences, you know, for example, on this decoy. And I, I you know, we, we can talk about it an hour later, but if you look at a decoy, on all of our decoys, they're going to be different on each side now. And, and that has a lot to do with the uh, caliber of carver that we're using. Um, the man is, is about as anal as you can get when it comes into detail. He, he puts something different. And, you know, if you ask him, well, of course, Travis, the reason we do that is because, you know, this wing's up and this wing's tucked. Well, when this wing's tucked, you don't see the primary. When this wing's out, you do, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's... It, it, <laughs> Does it matter? Will you kill more ducks? No, no, you probably won't. But why not be the most realistic? Why not have the most detail in a duck decoy, you know, out there for, for a price that you can afford? You know, if you look at this one, for example, you know, it's, it's completely tucked. And then on the other side, you know, the feathers have been ruffled enough to where you have a little blue there, you know. And, hey, I'm the... I'm the first one to hear from people. I mean, I get it, you know. I mean, I know darn well people are going to say, oh, well, that doesn't matter. I'll still kill a duck. You're right. You will. You'll kill a duck with whatever you want to get. But that doesn't mean that you should sacrifice on some detail or some quality, you know, or anything like that. I mean, why not? Why not go above and beyond? Because we've all been there. We duck hunt. We understand that if, if we have a guy or say, say you're hunting 200 yards from me, okay, and you just bought, all right, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy four dozen of these. I'm going to try them. And Chandler is 300 yards down that way, and then I'm in the middle, and I'm watching. And say we talked at the coffee shop before, you know, hey, I'm going hunting. Hey, look at these new decoys in my truck. I'm going to put them out today. Oh, well, good luck. You know, we're thinking, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. All of a sudden, we're sitting there drinking coffee, watching A.A. Ron just flat wear them out down there, you know. And we start thinking, you know, is it the detail? Is it just the way the, the light hits the subtle feather detail? Is it the softer plastic in terms of absorbing the 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 sun or the glare better than say a hard plastic or a polyethylene, mm-hmm. you know, that's still out there that kills ducks. But, but as a waterfowler, you start thinking, all right, what is he doing that I'm not? And it could be decoys. It could just be that group that day. It could be anything, but I'm telling you, the more you look at decoys and the more you realize that little subtle differences are going to make or break that 35 yard shot or that 10 or 15 finishing shot, you know, and we could have this battle all day long. We, we're yeah. all waterfowlers, and we will. I mean, I, I have it every day with people. You mm-hmm. know, oh, I don't need that pretty. I can kill. You're probably right. You can. But when you, when you come to duck hunting, especially nowadays, because I've, I've got two kids, um, you're busy. You're busy. And you don't, you know, not all of us are lucky enough to be, say, retired and have a duck club 20 minutes away and can hunt 60 days a year. Right. You exactly. know, can walk out for a half hour and, well, they're not flying. I'll just come back tomorrow. Well, that's not how it works for us. How it works for us is, okay, I've got three days tops. I want those days to count in a week. You know, I want that. I want a Saturday and Sunday and I want it to mean something. Well, I'm going to surround myself with the best gear or the best stuff or the best situation that I, in my head, think that that's what I need to do to kill ducks. So when we started designing these, that was the whole almost like the, you know, the, the goal or the keyword was, you know, time matters. And, and I think we've gotten somewhere with, with just so many different poses, you know, and heck we only've got, 
one to two feeders and, and the rest are in an active. We only have four of the, the nine poses here, you sure. know? I mean, we could start pulling out decoys and you'd see that, you know, there's so much, so much different, you know? Absolutely. And I, I, I get exactly what you're saying when you're talking about surround yourself with all those variables that can put things in your favor sure. with any type of hunting. Um, people sometimes think I'm overboard, but anytime mm. I can throw a variable in my favor that I know I can control, Without I'm going to because there's going to be just as many you can't control once you get out into the field. So a hundred percent. Yeah. Surround yourself with the best stuff that you can physically um, handle. You can afford, you can find, you can get your hands on. And I agree with that 100%. And, you know, the looks of these are unreal. And, you know, this hen right here is one that is, is brand new. And this is one that you hunted with. For, yeah, yeah, you can uh, tell. I, I didn't clean these up. You no, know? but you, what'd you say, uh, North Dakota all oh, the way? Oh, yeah, yeah. Started in September um, and, you know, hunted September, October, November, December, and then rolled into January, you know, hunting with the same decoys. And, and you know, the whole goal or the whole purpose, I mean, you know, since I work for the company, the whole goal or purpose for me was, I'm not going to baby them. I'm not going to put them in a slotted bag. I'm going to put my Texas rigs on them. I'm going to drag them. I'm going to throw them over my shoulder. I'm going to beat them more so than say anybody will that's watching this oh, yeah. us talk here right now. You know, so there there were mornings where I'd freeze them, literally put them in the in a you know or not a walk-in but a chest cooler and freeze them solid. And then that morning I'd just pull them out and I'd throw them over my shoulder. I'd throw them in the boat or I'd put them in a ranger or whatever, and I would just beat them. And I'd want them to fail. I'd want them to fail because how do I put this nicely? You know, one oh crap wipes out ten attaboys. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing that I've learned in this industry is nobody likes to talk about the positive. They all like to talk about what they're ticked off about, what they're pissed off about. And I get it. I oh, totally yeah. get it because, you know, I mean, I do too on certain things. You know, I mean, I, I love to fish. And if something goes wrong with one of my reels or rods, I'm pretty heated too. I get it. So we, we went into this decoy with that notion of, you know, let's try to eliminate or let's try to knock down the old craps. You know, when you make something in bulk, you know, generally, you know, every once in a while you'll have an old crap. But we got to the point where we're like, man, we got to limit that. We got to limit the old craps. We got to we got to make these people, you know, it reminds me of who do you who do you notice more, Chandler? Do you more no, notice a crazy driver di driving down the road? Or do you notice the, the guy that's just normal going to speed limit? You don't oh, notice yeah. that guy. That crazy you know? driver sticks out. Right. He always sticks out. So we want to be we want to be extraordinary, but yet ordinary in terms of I don't want to give anybody room to complain about them. You know, I want them to say, you know what, I I spent my money, I bought a dozen decoys, and they're exactly what I expected out of a decoy. They work, they float, they feel good, they're soft, they're I mean, you know, if you look, they're they help they hold up. I mean I wasn't, I didn't baby him. So, so when we went into this decoy, that, that was our whole sole purpose was to try to do the impossible. And that's a piece of waterfowler. Sure. I'm a waterfowler. I know you can't make us happy. We know that. Yeah. We know it. And so. we all, we all agree that, that, that decoys are a very important part of the duck hunt. Without I think they're doubt. just one of the staples that you need to be focusing on your decoys, focusing on your blind and focusing on uh, maybe the your proper gear. But some of all those feet, these are a big part of everything you want to focus on. So if you're going to put money for duck hunting, you need to think about these main things that really work. So, I mean, I, I think decoys is, is definitely up there. So when someone's going out to purchase decoys, they need to be looking at how many different things? They need to be looking oh, at boy. detail. Paint. Paint quality. Cost. I mean, they, they really do. I mean, because most of these, you know, 
it's a younger generation. So they're going to go in with a budget, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, how, how many times have we seen it at the yeah. show, you know, mm-hmm. in August? I mean, it's guys have, all right, this is what we want. This is how much we have to spend. And so then they start comparing it, you know, go ahead. Sorry. It's just something we thought of as well. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I think, I mean, so we paint durability that kind of goes into each other. Um, weight, weight, right. weight. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Um, you know, especially down this area where a lot of it is that walk-in refuge yeah. type hunting, you know, and nobody wants to carry cinder box into a blind, but they also, here's the thing. So you have weight, but you also don't want to sacrifice the durability either. No. And that's you know. the thing too. I think you get a lot of those hard plastics. They get frozen. They they're going to crack. Sure. These. Sure. I mean, if you get a, you're right. If you get a harder style plastic decoy, I mean, some of the returns that we've had in the past with our polyethylene decoy is, you know, a guy hunts all day in single digit weather, you know, and grabs him. He's, I mean, you ever taken your time in single digits leaving? No, man. <laughs> no. You, you're, you're packing up as quickly as you yeah. can. You're trying, you've got your hands down your pants. You're trying to stay warm and you get your decos and you chuck them in the boat. Because most likely you were cold two hours ago. Absolutely. And you shouldn't have left, but you had that lone duck every half hour that kept coming in <laughs> yeah. that kept you here. Like, kind of like fishing, you know, bite every three hours mm-hmm. keeps you there. But one more cast, one more one cast. One more cast, one more cast. So, you know, the, there's so many variables. Yeah. So if, if someone's going into to maybe make a, a purchase on a decoy spread, and let's say they're walking in, you know, one of the main things I would say you look for is lightweight. Um, maybe even over the, the look. Um, I think lightweight would be um, crucial if you've got to pack that all in because it just makes mm-hmm. your life easier. You can get more decoys out maybe or you don't. You can go sure. farther yeah. um, out, in, out into the – If sometimes, sometimes I've personally been out and I said, I want to go back here, but all the gear I had to drag out prevented me and i just said oh, i'll just set up here this is good enough yeah 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 you and settle i settle sure. on a spot that i've already came to but really i really needed to be back in yeah. this hole because that's the x yeah but you've had enough walking in already oh yeah, oh, yeah. hey i've done that with a boat yeah I mean, <laughs> i've got a boat and i mean you know we'll load up decoys i mean I, i'm telling you man the more weight you put in that boat I, I i've had good intentions to get to point a and some guy with a 200 blows by me and my mud motor, you know, and beats me to point A. And I'm like, man, if I would have had a little bit less gear or taken a skinnier friend, I'm just playing, but, or, or whatever, you know, I would have got, I would have beat that guy to that spot. And yeah, I mean, it, it can go or a pit, you know, a lot of guys, man, you know, I want the most realistic, but I don't want the biggest because I want to pack them into that pit. You know, there's so many variables to go into picking out decoys, but yeah, I would say, I would say the weight and durability is, is a main key mm-hmm. key probably one of the most important yeah i would say as far yeah. as weight i would say these are lighter than lighter than any decoy we've ever done yeah you know even i mean i wish we had a hot buy here or a an essential you know because i would like to weigh an essential compared to this i mean these are bigger than our pro grades i mean i don't yeah. know if you guys know that or not but they're they're definitely bigger than our pro grades and i bet they they're i, I don't know if it's a pound but they're a lot lighter half as time. much maybe probably Probably, you know, and I mean, we're just kind of talking out of our, you know, what's right now because mm-hmm. we don't have one here, but I guarantee you it's lighter. Sure. I, I get that. And as far as durability, I mean, <laughs> these yeah. look amazing. If you hunted with them for how long? Well, September, October, November, December, counting with my fingers, five yeah. months, five months. Yep. And then, you know, and on top of that, you know, when I got done, you know, traveling like I do in the, in the spring, I, I put them out a lot to take photos. So, I mean, I was also using them in there. So I, I've definitely put them through the ringer and 
they've, they've held up with flying colors. I also know I left a couple of samples for you guys, you know, earlier and, and, uh, Gregory told me what you guys all but did to those. So, oh, yeah. so I know, you know, cause I was waiting for that phone call. And when I got it from Stevie, I said, yeah, we, uh, we beat him pretty darn good. And we're impressed. Yeah, that was the first thing we did was oh, yeah. I, and I don't sit blame there and try and yeah, sure. scratch on them and do whatever right. you can to them. The beauty of a soft plastic though. I mean, and, and other companies do it. So it's, it's not like we're talking about some ref revolutionary thing yeah. but but you know everybody's got their own spin or their own formulas of what to put into the plastic but you know you're not going to get on a hard plastic you're not going to get the give as you, as you would in a soft plastic yeah. decoy you mm -hmm. know so when you when you push these two in they give you know where where with a harder decoy there's no give there's just rub yeah you know? so, so that's that how friction gonna, creates yeah exactly loss. right you know the whole the whole misconception of oh this company or that company has better paint really doesn't hold up because it's they're all it's all very very similar it really yeah. is it's just a matter of what material you're using and you know how you're taking care of them throughout the year i mean i'm a, i'm one that if i'm going to spend money on something i'm going to take care of it mm -hmm. you know but like we just talked about there's days where i want to take care of my digits more so than i want to do my decoys so i'm getting out of there and i'm throwing them in the boat so. yeah for sure but, so also i mean when you're going in to look at decoys and uh, you're, you might you might have a duck pit or blind or something permanent that you could say you might look into foam filled decoys or decoys that sit out a bit longer that's another option sure and those are gonna be heavier but you might not move them as much right yeah and, yeah. and we make heavy it, we're making foam filled this yeah year. foam filled decoys yeah. this year and i mean it's a lot you know there's been days that i wish i had some foam filled you know taking some people out that generally maybe don't hunt as much or or I've just got buddies that flat don't care, and they think, okay. all right, you work for Greenhead Gear. I'm just going to go ahead and just Pearl Harbor every decoy of yours, and <laughs> then you can get some more. Um, you know, we've got the foam filled now to where, you know, you can mm -hmm. actually handle that abuse. My 10-year-old, he, he flat, if a duck's coming in, I, he doesn't care what decoy's out there. He's going to shoot that duck, and if he happens to sink three or four boats, well, then that's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> Not his. I should have spread them out or something, you know. So, yeah, we've got that option yeah. as well. So do you think you think better look with three dozen better looking decoys is uh, more effective mm -hmm. than six dozen not as good of looking decoys? If I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me that, whether it be an outdoor writer or a customer in the store or my hunting buddies when we're sitting there, you know, mm -hmm. and, and we're done after and we put out I'll be honest with you, me and my two hunting buddies, when we hunt, we don't I don't think we've ever put out more than three dozen decoys. Really? Really? No. 100%. I, I do not think we've ever put out maybe four dozen at one point, or if we hunted with another group, you know, we did. But I think it's all about, well, there's, let's be honest. I mean, there, there's more than that. It's real, real, realism is huge. It really is. The spot, you know, oh, you, got, you get, yeah. you, you, you got to, I, I always said that people duck hunt more than they should, should, they should scout, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I'll sit where I live. I'm fortunate enough to look over my area and it's public. You know, I don't hunt private necessarily. I'll hunt some private down South, but where I hunt at home in Iowa, it's public 100%. And I will sit on the bluff with binoculars longer than I will. I take pride in that sitting with binoculars longer than I sit in my boat, because if I go out my boat, it's for a purpose. And I know right where I'm going because I've done my homework, you know? that's where the decoys come into effect because you still may be in the best spot, but if you don't have a very realistic decoy or you don't study the birds and see what they're doing and mimic that, 
I don't care if you're in the right spot or not. You know, it's like, it's like guys asking you, you get off the boat from fishing. You're like, Hey, yeah, we pounded the crappies. Well, where were you? And at first you're like, man, I ain't telling you that. But then you're like, you know what? Just because I tell you where to go doesn't mean they're going to catch them. So, yeah, I went right over there off that point. Well, that's the thing. People put in a ton of, you know, the, the number one big animal, uh, big game animal in North America is the, is the white-tailed deer. Well, people put so much time and effort into scouting a whitetail, and then when it comes to ducks, they don't. No, right. Ducks, geese, whatever, waterfowl. Right. But really, you do need to put that same Absolutely. amount of time and passion towards waterfowl scouting that you do for whitetail or turkey or whatever. Without a doubt. It all takes the, the, the work, the grunt work ahead of time. Yeah. The one thing that I always told myself is I, I'm, I do a thermos of coffee in the morning, you know, and I, I rarely drink that coffee when I start hunting because usually when I'm hunting, I'm shooting, you know, where that coffee is sitting right next to me when I'm scouting. That's where it needs to be. You drink, drink that coffee. You shouldn't want to have to drink in the blind. And I know, hey, man, I've had plenty of breakfasts in the blind. I get that. That's camaraderie. Kind of like us cutting it up here. You know, that's, that's camaraderie. But and there's some days when the birds don't fly. Sure, right, absolutely, absolutely. But your time's limited, so you really want to use your time wisely. That's mm-hmm. all. I get that, so. too. So on these, let's get, like, techie and geeky for a minute. What are these made out of, the XDs? Well, it's a very, it, it, it's a similar plastic to, say, an EVA plastic. Um, it's not the same. I mean, we, we've, we've added a little bit different formula to it, a little bit better feature to where, you know, you're not going to run into too soft or too hard. You know, a lot of these companies out there are making a decoy that's soft, but it can be too soft. Or they're making one that say, uh, it's nice and soft, or it's nice and soft, but it's too hard, you know. So we, that was one thing that we really, really worked on throughout the course of uh, the three, four years that we tested these was making sure that the consistency of our plastic was right on. Yeah, because if it's, if it's too soft, it won't hold shape. Either. Sure, no, it sure won't. Or, you know, as, as you keep pushing them, you know, you start to get a, a crease. Loose. Yeah, a crease. So we didn't want to run into that either. The crease is a weak point. That's it, no good. It creates a weak point. Yep. Um, we wanted to keep the weight down just for movement too. You know, when that wind hits a softer or a lighter decoy, you know, you're going to really get that whip in the water, you know, creating some ripples. We kept our 60-40 keel simply because it's it's proven. It's a great It's a great keel system. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a really, really, really special decoy for us. I mean, we've, you know, we didn't want to come out with the same old, you know, and it's really hard when we sat down at the drawing board, we're like, all right, what can we do different? You know, there's plenty of decoys out there dating back hundreds and hundreds of years and have killed hundreds and hundreds of ducks. What can we do that, that really makes people say, ah, okay, yeah, I need some of these, you know, because that's the key. I mean, every... I mean, I, I got a question for you guys. Out of out of out of a hundred guys that come in to to buy a dozen decoys, how many of them have decoys already? All of them. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So they're you know yeah they're looking at the flyer or whatever, saying all right I want I want the best deal or I want a good deal, but I also want the best looking. You know, so they they got to weigh those options. Mm-hmm. So so I mean, if we walked in there right now, I know it's you know this time of year, but if you walked in there right now, you're going to see decoys and you're going to see a lot of them and you're going to see different brands. So then you got to decide, all right, which one's right for me, you know? And that's what we did. You know, I know a lot of companies claim this, but we hunt, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not going to apologize for, for hunting because that's when you learn. That's when the light bulbs go off. That's when you say, ah, I wish my decoy did this, or I wish this did this. I'm in a really good position to where, if one of us want to do that, man, we're going to make it, you know, we're going to say, all right, this is what we need to do then, you know? 
So that, that's where the, a lot of the ideas from these decoys come. And then you got to get the right carvers. You got to get guys that are one passionate about it. True two that are true artists. You know, anybody, any carver can carve a duck, but to carve a duck that has so much personal or yeah, personal detail to it, you know, or, or detail that just means so much for each bird. I mean, that's something that's, that's really truly never been done because it's hard to do that with a mass produced decoy. Absolutely. So the first thing when we saw these, um, a few months back that jumped out to me was the heads on these are a very bright vibrance. That was the one thing that jumped out to me. And then the more I've looked at them, the more it's grown on me. And then you said, take them outside. Yeah, without a doubt. So, so what, you know, there's, you know, you look at a lot of duck decoys and a lot of the heads are very dark and you look at a, a real Drake Mallard and in certain angles, their heads are pretty dark, right? You look at them in other angles where that sun may be hitting them or the sun may be hitting the water reflecting them, and they're very bright. So you've got to find the, the mix. Now, what we did is we painted this, and it's very hard to tell inside because we're trying to base a decoy off of a UV light. You go outside and you rotate this decoy. They go dark to light every time it turns. If you look at that decoy right now, Chandler, it's almost black. Yep. Then it turns to the side, bam! That, that green hitch mm -hmm. of the iridescence. Man, that's a duck. Yeah. That's a duck. You know, and we've, we thought about, Stevie and I talked about, you know, a flock on this one. And we may do it at some point, but right now, that's realism. You know, to have the dark and light contrast. I mean, no duck, no Drake Mallard is black or all green all the time. They turn color. So that's what we really did with this head. And if we were outside and I was doing this, it would be a lot more substantial. I mean, we've done it, you know. So you're right. You're right. At first, people are like, man, that green. And, I'm, and then I show them in virals of it, you know, out in the marsh. I go, yeah. And, he goes, and then, then their next question is like, man. With the pictures you've shown. Yeah, me. right. Man, that green, you know. I mean, it, it's, that's the thing. You know, you've got to make something that pops or you've got to make something that people have kind of never seen before. You yeah. know, so when you do it, guess what? When you, when you go against the grain a little bit, you're going to get a little bit of a woe effect until they realize the science behind it or the reasoning behind it. I, it doesn't look like most decoys out there. No, and, and you realize it's, it's effective. It pops. It you absolutely know, it's, pops. It's effective. The pictures, yeah, that you showed me personally of, you know, uh, I've seen lots of your pictures before of a decoy spread, but then when you see one of these, they look different, one, out in the UV Without light, out in the sun, and then mm -hmm. two, man, they just pop on the water. They really do. And, you know, it, it's, it has a lot to do with the poses as well, that everyone's got to, you know, you can have basically at one point, I think, and I mean, you know, don't quote me on this, but, you know, like 28 different unique poses in a dozen decoys whether it's on the left side right side or the poses so and that's saying something in a dozen decoys that's hard to do yeah. yeah now chandler you were wanting to bring up something earlier um that i remember before we started today that you were wanting to talk about as far as you know the the male to female ratio yeah yeah I, um just something i thought about which is kind of funny ducks uh they start mating they start early in the fall real early yeah and i was wondering why why and the the idea I had was, why are we mainly we seem to be in buying we buy more drakes than hens, we try to call like a hen, we're trying to shoot drakes who are looking for a hen, but we we put more drakes out than hens. It's kind of like, you know, the the local watering hole. If the two two guys went out looking for a female, and they walk in, there's just a bunch of guys at the bar, they're gonna turn around and leave. But if it was girls' night out. 
how would that be different? You know, True. so what if what about a, a girls' night out decoy spread? Would I that like be it. would that be more effective? Um, no. And, and here's my theory behind it. This this is the beauty of duck hunting is we all have different theories. You know, here's my theory. This duck sitting in a field in North Dakota, and this duck sitting in a field in North Dakota. Which which one is the coyote going to eat first? The drake can see it. Yep. Right. So this one sitting in flooded corn, and that one sitting in flooded corn. Which one can you see faster? Yep, drake. This one. So. The theory, why I totally agree with you and understand it for the purpose of actually killing ducks and getting the visibility. Now, now if you're in open water, I don't think it much matters. But if you're in an area where, you know, I mean, I hunt flooded grass and and timber and and everything like that, millet and stuff, you got to get the visibility. Why do you think men still use black milk jugs on the Mississippi? It's it's all about visibility. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of people that will throw like, you know, pintails in there oh, too for, sure. for the white just color. Just for that, just to pop. Black. I mean, I use a lot of black ducks simply because it's black and black stands out on the water. Yeah. So I agree with you 100%. And like in Arkansas, very rare. You do, but a lot will be pears come in. Oh, pears, yeah. pears, pears. You know, so I'm thinking, man, it's so funny you brought that up because we have had the same conversation sitting in the woods saying, man, we need to make it a girl's night out, you know? But then... You do that, and they blend in with the woods. They yeah. blend in with the shore. They blend in with everything where, I mean, we've gotten to the point now where we like to use a lot of black ducks in certain scenarios just because of the pop, you know? Because what our ducks are, our ducks aren't necessarily staying where we hunt. They're going back and forth, you know, and it's all about attracting them from there. Yeah. So it's, man, the theory makes sense, and it's solid. That's, that's the only reason I would disagree is you got to pop. You got to oh, pop. Visibility. Without a doubt. You ain't doing it. If they, but they once I think you. once you get their attention then you, you might have a lot of merit, you yeah. know, because I promise you, like you said, if, if I was a lone Drake in December or even November, I mean, they're, like you said, they're pairing up earlier and earlier and earlier and I'm circling a spread and it's all Drake's. I'm like, man, I, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, yeah. you know, where if you're circling and you see all these hands, you know, what's up, you know, <laughs> ladies. So I, I see the, I see the theory. It'd be fun to try it. Let's try it yeah. this fall. Let's do it. All right. All right. Interesting though. Gals night out. Very, very interesting. So let's uh, let's talk. What do you think the most important thing is with decoys? Do you think it's numbers, quality, the spread itself? What, what, what's the most important thing when it comes to, to like floating duck decoys? Do you think? I think if you asked a hundred waterfowlers that question, you get a hundred different answers. Me personally, I think the first thing is quality. I really do, and, and it's because it's because for me before the decoy goes into the spot. So once I've got the spot that I'm comfortable the ducks are going to be using, I want to give them every opportunity to say, that's where I want to go. Right. So I would say the decoys, and this is why I'm so keen on the XDs is because one, they're so unique right now, you know, it's, they, they're not out there yet. So, I mean, even, even if we sold a thousand dozen today in the store, think about the amount of duck hunters out there. That's still nothing in, in, oh, yeah. in terms of compared to, you know, the spot. Mm -hmm. And then just, the, the, the way they are lighter, man, they move like crazy. I mean, even just a little bit of wind gets them to dance so well. Because movement, I mean, you guys know as well oh, as I yeah. do. I mean, I won't leave home. I, I'd rather forget my gun than a jerk cord because I can yeah. borrow your guys' gun when you're done. That's you know? true. So, yeah. I, if I could shoot. You don't know if I can shoot. Uh, he's told me you can't, so yeah, we're good. Yeah, exactly. You're not borrowing my gun, <laughs> no, then. That's why you're invited. <laughs> <laughs> but.
But yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with it's just got to be a realism thing. You know, I mean, we could we could dive in for the next two hours about you know I think the most important thing is hiding. You know, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. It sure is. So you th- maybe at the bottom of the list is that like the formation of the decoys, the decoy yeah. spread. You yeah. think the whole J hook X I know. And I've, center I've, hole. People listening to this probably are going, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're absolute man. I have watched real ducks land on literally on top of each other, man. If they want in there, they're going to go get out of my way. I'm landing right here. Yeah. Now, you know, if, if we're trying to film a hunt, you know, and we want them right here. Yeah. I mean, let's load up certain areas to where we give them, but man, if if us three are buddy hunting and we just want to have a heck of a good time, just and we want to just yeah, I mean, there's, there's no rhyme or reason, you know. I mean, the the worst thing I have a drone and the worst thing I've ever seen, and it was my fault, you know, was we set up a big goose spread, up the drone went, and it was like you could tell, you know, one two three step decoy, one two three step decoy, yep. you know, and then you put a drone over live birds feeding, and it's literally like a mass wad here two or three over here, mass wad, mass. There's yep. no rhyme or reason mm-hmm. to that, you know? No. And, and I've always chuckled at the whole, you know, Hey, we need a, uh, inverted horseshoe. We need a backwards J hook. We need a Nike swoosh. I mean, I get the, the theory behind all that, but I promise you, I have, I have never after a hunt say, Oh, thank goodness. We had the de- decoy set up this way versus this way. If you're in the right spot, you hide, and you've got realistic decoys, you're going to smoke them regardless. Oh, yeah. And and I think that's a lot of times, too, people try and make things too perfect a lot of times because, like, you're a big turkey hunter, too. Mm. And there's there's times when I'll be, you know, I'll pull out a mouth call or I'll pull out a pot call, like a slate or something, and I screw up, and it sounds like garbage, and I'm like, oh. But then you listen to a live hen that comes in. Yeah. They sound like garbage well, a lot of times, too. The worst calls I've ever had heard are real birds, whether it be a duck or a hen. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, how many times? I know you've done this. You've been turkey hunting, and you hear a live hen at the time you're like man trespasser you know mm-hmm. somebody's in here hunting and you I've, I've literally stood up to yell and there's a hen staring right at me i'm like oh so that's you know over the course of you know i, I used to be that kill at all cost type duck hunter you know but over the course of the years even hunting with people man let them call you know oh, let, yeah. let them call because it who it's not so much what the call sounds like. It's when to call is, is the most important. I mean, you know, I've heard, I've heard guys sound terrible, but they know when to call and they kill just as many ducks as anybody, you know, hundred percent agree. I've, I've hunted on public land before and uh, we were set up one morning and, you know, it was a draw system and we thought somebody came in and set up, you know, within 200 yards of us. I'm like, dude, put your call away. That's enough. Yeah. So right. as we were leaving, we never heard him shoot. And I'm like, well, no wonder he can't call. Well, as we were leaving, we walked over there and about 25 mallards got up. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And we thought it was the, the guy that couldn't call. Yeah. No, it was a real thing. Um, yeah. Let's see. What do we want to talk about now? Um, what do you think the biggest mistake is that people make when it comes to, do you think it's settling. overthinking? Think oh, it's settling. settling. Yeah. On, I think it's, on location. On location, on, you know, hey, I've gear? had these, huh? On gear? Oh, for sure. I've had these decoys for 25 years. You know, I know there hardly any paint left on them. I know half of them are sinking. Ah, I'll be all right. I'll still kill them. Yeah. I, I think that's a huge mistake because, yeah, on, on certain days, you guys have always been, all been there. On certain days, it doesn't matter what you do. You're yep. going to kill them. If you're in the X exactly on the right, right day. Or a flight day or something. Or flight where, day. Yeah. But, but the days that really matter, because, you know, honestly, I'm from Iowa, so my, my flight days are very limited. 
if I want to truly consistently kill ducks, I've got to do the little things, you know? So I think the biggest mistake is just settling, going to the same spot over and over and over. I mean, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, you know? You think second would be like not scouting? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's, you've got to find where the birds are, you know? And I don't care. You know, it could be, it could be Field Hudnall, um, John Stevens, Jimbo, and Zinc all in the same blind. And if they're hunting, you know, if they're hunting a crappy spot where the ducks are, I don't care how good a caller you are, man. They're not going to go there. Looks like know? the guy that wants to shoot 170-inch deer, but there's none where he lives. Yeah, exactly Guess what's right. going to happen. Or he doesn't want to manage for anything, yeah. you know? I mean, you're from Iowa. You know where there's uh, big deer. No. Yeah. You know where there's big deer. You can hold what? out. You're from Iowa. You can hold out. But, I mean, some yeah. of these guys, you know, uh, you know, southern Missouri or Arkansas, I mean, yes, these places have big deer, but sure. they don't, they're not as common as they are up here no, in north Missouri. Or up in your... to, you know, I mean, yeah. we all know it. We all know people like that, you know, and you can't fault them. That's the way they've done it for years. And, hey, tip your cap and you go that way, I'll go this way. And, and I don't know. I think you're just not talking about it either. You know, I mean. You get to a point where you get with a group and you got to learn and learn from each other, you know, but, but there's something about a good thing. You just got to keep quiet sometimes, you know, so that's the way it is. That's the, the beauty of duck hunting. I've always told myself and other people that you can put 20 deer hunters in a room for three hours, lock the door and three hour later come back and you've got friends. You know, you put duck hunters in a room and it's, we well, you know, you've worked the store. You have, you put 30 duck hunters in a room and come back and, and you open the door later and they're all still sitting there like this. They don't want to talk, man. <laughs> they don't want to tell the secrets. That's the beauty of duck hunts. It's other than maybe an elk hunt or a turkey hunt. It's the best chess match you can have because one wrong move here or here, one call the wrong, you know, calling at the wrong time or just looking up one time. I mean, man, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful chess match. Speaking so, about chess match, how many times have you had buddies that are like, we need to move the decoys. We got to move the decoys. We got to rearrange these decoys. Every time you go hunting, you hear that four or five different times. Oh, I can hear it. I, I can think of 10 instances this year alone to where it had nothing to do with the decoys and more to do with just the time of day or the amount of birds or, you know, the shadows or the sun, the clouds, you know, clouds roll in. And what we thought looked good is now there's no shadows to hide us. So. You know, they, they're not finishing because our, you know, this drake is pointed to the west instead of the south. They're fin not finishing because we've messed up on our detail, you know, all every day, every yeah. hunt. It every is a hunt. chess match. It is. There's very, always that very, one guy who fun hunt. doesn't want to call or the guy who won't put down the call or the guy who says we need to move the decoys every 25 minutes and then the guy that just literally throws them out and doesn't care what they look like. Yeah, and without a doubt. Without a doubt. You, you notice as you get older, your hunting groups get smaller and smaller and smaller, and you don't hunt with new people as much. You hunt with your comfort zone. You hunt with guys that you can think. You, you're thinking exactly what they're thinking, or they're finishing what you're thinking. You know what I mean? It's just it's one of those deals. The longer you play together and become one, the better hunters you are, in my opinion. But you always invite the guy that brings the snacks. Oh, yeah, or can't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We, that's, I mean, that's six more birds for everyone else, Absolutely right? Absolutely yeah. right. That's how that works. Always invite the guy that you can fill his, yep. yeah, his game talk to. Yeah, good shot. Good shot. <laughs> All right. So how are we looking on time here? We're about the 40-minute mark. So GHG offers about everything we just talked about, from the decoy rigging to the jerk core that you talked about. You never go right. go to the field without, to these new XD mallards, which are soft, plastic, uh, very durable, very lightweight, to also – even fully flocked, right? Foam filled. Um, the essential ballards, which are very 
uh, affordable, but they're a great looking great decoy. Looking and they have how many how many head positions? And, and they got they got two different Drake head positions and a hem position. So yeah. I mean, they got three different head positions for what under forty bucks, I think yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. And they're I mean, relatively lightweight too. And they really are. And they look good. And, you know, I mean, the one thing that people can't settle for and, you know, that whole settling thing comes back is, you know, buy a gamut, buy, buy a wide range of what, when you go fishing, do you fish with one lure? Do you have one lure in the boat? No. So, I mean, if, if there's a day where, you know, the essentials aren't working, why not try some XDs or some pro grades? You know, mm-hmm. we still make decoys with flocked heads. Why not try it? All right. Well, those ain't working. Let's pull those. I mean, the whole, Hey, let's pull decoys. Try it. I mean, what, what do you, you don't have a wife jumping out of the bushes or a girlfriend saying, you can't do that. The beauty of duck hunting, man, do what you want, mm-hmm. you know, try things, you know, try fully flock, try pintails, try teal. I mean, I don't know how many times you guys have ever looked in a marsh in North Dakota with binoculars, but very rarely is there just one species, you know, it's a oh, whole yeah. variety pack. So why not mimic that, you know? Well, I mean, even within, uh, even if you're throwing mallards, why not throw a an essential next to an XD, next to a pro grade, sure. next to a flock stead? Not every mallard looks exactly the same. You, not even close. Not so you close. know, you can start mixing styles within yeah. a. Yeah, and they even make early season mallards. Right? Yeah, they do, and I mean, there's an argument. I mean, to you know, you look at prairie pothole mallards, prairie pothole mallards compared to big lake mallards. That they, they, there's an argument that there's different size mallards. You know, yeah. where guys, old timers down in Mississippi and Burlington will claim that. When they shoot a duck, they know where it's from based on the size. I don't know if I can agree or disagree, but man, you don't you don't disagree with those old timers on the river. <laughs> just, if, if you're lucky enough to go with them, you just nod your head and say thanks for letting me go. Yeah, they've been playing that game a long time. A long time. So yeah, GHG's been been in the decoy game a long time, and they know what they're doing, and they'll be they'll be here for a long time coming. Because I, I think too, there's been a lot of de- decoys that were somewhat similar to this. But they just weren't a home run yet. Yeah, right, right. And, you know, it's, I'll be the first one to admit I wanted to jump in. You know what I mean? When, when, when we started, because, you know, we've been around a while, like you said, mm-hmm. and we started to lose a little, bit, a little bit of that market share in terms of just so many decoys come out, you know. And, and they all look pretty good. And they probably all killed ducks at one point, And they probably still do. But, you know, I wanted to get in on that newness, you know. But it, you had to do it right. You had yeah. to do it right. You couldn't just rush into something like this, especially with a type of hunter that is very anal. So um, three words, that's a tough one without sounding very redundant. Um, but it's just the, the first word that comes to me and, you know, is, is game changer simply because it's not the same decoy. You know, yeah, people can say, oh, there's six different poses in a box, you know, but the, nobody can say there's six different or there's 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 separate features on each side of a decoy. And like we said earlier, is that going to matter in terms of killing a duck? No. But, but for me personally, knowing that there's no question when I'm finally sit down in a tree or in a boat and look out at my spread, there's no question that I've done what I can to be successful in that situation. Well, as a hunter, how big is confidence in your, in your oh, equipment? That, oh. I mean, that's confidence can be 80% of it sometimes. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, it might be higher than that, you know, because if I don't have confidence, I mean, you know, been turkey hunting all morning and you get to 11 o'clock and you get to that first ridge and you hit them and nothing goes boy your confidence drops you know you're like oh man lunch sounds pretty good right now so you got to be confident in in what you've put out there um was the word i use game changer game changer it's two words that's okay we'll we'll let you we'll let you settle and and i think it's you know you got to go with you know and it doesn't really pertain to a decoy in general but just don't settle you know, and, and I think that lifelike rolls into that, you know, don't settle lifelike because we didn't settle. And I mean, we could have sat back. I mean, 
you guys know, you know the sales. I mean, we we sell some decoys. Last year, we sold a fair amount of decoys. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. So we could have sat back and said, hey, we're good. You know, that's just not our, our cup of tea. And it, it never will be, you know, as long as we're duck hunters and realize that we could always change something for the better, we're going to continue to do so. And we'll make, you know, maybe make some mistakes along the way, but we'll own up to them, you know, and keep rolling. And that, that you know, that's, that's all I ask is, you know, if, if somebody has a question to talk to you guys or talk to me, because I'll, I'll gladly tell them why we did this or what our thought process is, you know, like the heads. I mean, there's a reason behind it. There's, there's a method to that madness. And, and once people see them outside, they're like, man, I totally get this madness now, mm-hmm. you know. Well, so. that's the thing, too. It, it, it's different. And different doesn't mean bad. No. Not no, at all. You've got to be different at mm-hmm. times. I mean, you know. I mean, we could put out black milk jugs still like our dads did back in the 70s and 80s and, and probably still kill some ducks. But, you know, I've taken my dad out since then. And, and, you know, when he's shooting them here compared to cross shots or whatever, he's like, man, I could save some money on some steel shot, couldn't I? You know, so there's a huge difference. All right. I think that's it. We got that's three it? to five words in. Yeah, that we're good. five minutes? Hey. Yeah. Right. All right. I, I didn't get to make fun of you guys near as much as no. I thought I would. No. We'll have to have you on again. And All right. Yeah, we'll have to do a, another one. Sounds good. All right. We're out. Thanks.